Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Chris Ragg, Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the personality of decades. Nick, go for it. Well, you can't have escaped anyone's notice that we're now in, I can scarcely believe I'm saying this, 2019. And um, so a new decade is shortly going to be upon us. And I think it might be time now to look back and reflect on what the perhaps the past decade uh, is all about. But also more generally, why we are very keen on classifying things into decades and whether that is corresponds to anything really actually meaningful. Brilliant. Because already, uh, something you said the last decade, I have don't really have much understanding of the last decade or the one before that. And the reason why is because they don't really fit into anything. Because I can talk about the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and I have an understanding of that, those 10 years. But the, since 2000, it's just all been a bit of a mash. Well, um, also, it's more difficult to refer to the, to the noughties. I mean, that, right. that's a horrible phrase. Mm. And then... And then the tens. We don't have the Edwardian era to to sort of you know yeah make up for it. So you can't even give them a name. Exactly. Well, they called them the tens in the twenties. I guess we talk about the nineteen tens, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they, but, they, I think they, that's what they coalesced on. And yeah, the things I've read, the linguists, I, the particles that I've read suggest that we're probably just going to revert back to that as the twenty tens. Yeah. yeah and so i guess i can sort of get a hang of the last 10 years but even so those 10 years before that because i can't name it in my head mm. i have real problems identifying what that time was and it kind of it's just kind of 90s plus well a bit. yeah that's the thing there are some people who say it's just been one long 90s but we'll get to that i think yeah okay so um that's what we want to talk about um yeah what do we want to talk about i've forgotten well we want to talk about the personality of decades granddad <laughs> 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 so, just because just you don't remember anything past the 1940s doesn't mean that nothing's happened okay um so yeah well talk to me why do you want to talk about the personality of decades or do, we can be provocative and just go straight off and well i just uh, here's the thing right so I, I wondered i wondered when this whole decades having a personality became a thing and um weirdly there isn't there's a lot on the internet about uh what we should call decades you know whether we should call them noughties and so on um but i I struggled to find any real evidence that people had imbued decades with particular personalities um before the 1920s which i think was the first time people said the 1920s was a thing and and although people do talk about decades obviously like i found an article from 1892 where this sir walter besant is is reminiscing about the old days and saying in the 30s everything was carved upon the table it required a strong man to give a dinner party but fortunately a dinner then consisted of few dishes and and so he's talking about the 30s but it's not like he's saying oh yeah the 30s remember that was that was the time when everyone carved food at the table like that was a big thing from the 30s uh, so i think the first time that people started saying that decade was a thing i think was shortly after uh, or even possibly during the 20s um so you know the roaring 20s were identified as a thing very soon afterwards and i think um you know, obviously that has never really gone away since then. So we do distinctly talk about the 30s, to some extent the 40s, certainly the 50s, definitely the 60s and, you know, 70s, 80s and 90s. So, yeah, is it meaningful? 
Well, I I mean, I wonder whether um, I mean, I think it is meaningful because, um, well, we do it. So it obviously has meaning for us. But uh, but I think more in terms of um, the fact that we like to categorize, we don't, you know, a single year is a bit meaningless as a as a period of, of time. Um, and it seems that kind of 10 years is about the amount of time that you sort of can measure progress across technologies societally politically economically and so on so i think as a lump of time it kind of makes sense for us and it definitely makes sense for us when we're looking at our near past uh where we can gradate to that level when we start looking back at the victorian era and i, I wonder whether you know maybe it's not uh maybe just fewer people talked about cultural phenomena and so on um you know further back in our history but I wonder whether people did um, you know colloquially in an unrecorded way talk about about decades but it feels to me like when you look a long way back uh, it's very difficult for us to distinguish between you know a particular period of the of Georgian history and a, a small period after after that we just want to look at it as a big lump of something that's very different from where we are now whereas when we get closer we want to look in, yeah, in telescoping final. I think yeah. it's called yeah. yeah so which begs the question whether 100 years from now we'll just be talking about you know the second elizabethan era for example or whether they will still be talking about the 20s 30s well really i guess really the 50s 60s 70s etc um peter do you want to come on anything at this point um well yeah just uh, i i don't have much perception about uh, of the of recent decades i maybe it's because i'm so divorced from popular culture but i don't have a strong sense having been born in 1981 the 80s are a write-off because I was too young to really understand it. But I don't really have a sense of the 90s and the, the noughties being terribly different from each other, apart from in technology. That's been the main thing. But to me, the the sort of the cultural side of things hasn't really changed much. It feels very... Or they equally feel familiar to me. And I think this is, I think this is a good... Uh, I think the reason why that is is reflective of our of our age right i think when you look at um the characterization of of decades very often they're defined by youth culture right so you know the 50s the 60s uh are defined by what was going on in in youth culture at that at that time and i think there's an element of uh, which relates to like if you look at the 20s right then nick was talking about the 20s being referred to the roaring 20s okay and when people think when you think about the 20s what do you think of you think of the charleston you think of our deco cigarette holders those flappers funny, flappers exactly that kind of thing which was probably young high society right but but also you don't tend to think of uh, when you read the great gatsby you remember those characters you know going around in those elegant surroundings you don't really remember the sort of dust covered proles who they re refer to occasionally uh, mm. in, in the book and i think there's a sense of history being written by the victors right and the victors are either the kind of privileged who are who are you know producing um popular culture or the young and then the young go on and bang on about it for the next 30 well, or 40 the, uh, years the young become the historians the and... young become the historians exactly so i think the reason you don't remember much about the last 20 years and why when you said the 90 you know one long 90s that really resonated with me but i'm i'm a little bit cautious because i'm like is that just because i haven't been engaging in whatever well i can i've got i've then. got some evidence which i'm going to bring to bear 
um, which is so exhibit A, which is uh, the Back to the Future 2 film. There's a scene which happens in an 80s cafe. So it's imagined that in 2115, people will be going to nostalgic 80s cafes. Mm. And um, sorry, in 2015. Uh, and uh, this film was made in 1989. And yet in this 80s cafe, they have actually quite correctly identified all the things that um, you would expect to find. Was Space Invaders one of them? <laughs> yeah, there's, an arc- there's a couple of arcade machines. Okay. Um, there is um, there's Ronald Reagan. Uh, there's Ayatollah Khomeini. So they've got references to the Cold War. Um, the Max Headroom. Uh, they've got Dallas and Miami Vice showing, and this was in 1989 when some of these things were still on the on the pro- on on the telly. And um, uh, I I think uh, certainly from my perception, by the nine by the year 1990 1991, people were talking about the 80s and saying, "Oh, aren't things very 90s now?" You know, like hasn't it been a quite a radical shift? You know, the, what the 90s are like, and definitely a very different feeling decade. Um, that is not the case now. All the articles, are like, everything I've seen online has been more or less people saying, uh, you know, has there really been, can we talk about the noughties? Did they happen? You know, are they, has, have they really ended? You know, are we in the same culture as we were 15, 20 years ago? So, so I don't agree with, I know that is my first thought is, well, this is just because I'm an old git. But I, I think there's reasons to think that actually the, perhaps the recent decades have lost their personality a little bit. I think the no, but the only when I think about trying to sort of distinguish between uh, the tens and the noughties, the only thing sometimes when I'm watching programs about ten years ago, the only thing that really brings it out for me is mobile devices. That's the only time I look at something and go, oh, okay, this is very different now. So you can look at episodes of The Office, for example, which is from around 2002, three, something like that, and you see the phones they're using. So everyone's got, they've definitely got mobile phones, but they definitely don't have smartphones. Um, and 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 of course things like iPads and things like that. That's the only difference I see between these ten years and the and the ones before. Yeah, straight that, that's, straight that, off the top that, of my head. That that, that that strikes very strongly with me. That I was trying to uh, trying to come up with my own sort of sense of um, what characterizes the decade or, or periods of time. And the only thing that I think that's re- that feels most relevant to me is sort of how people consume their information and so i've, I've come up with a, a list of the, my own kind of mm. like, intergenerational up to so uh, the, the the yeah so uh, we're currently in what i'd call the box set slash streaming era yeah um which which started in around 2010 um but before but so so what spans the 90s is up until 1980 you had the tv cd area uh, sorry so the tv vinyl era and then it went to the mtv satellite era and then dial-up DVD era, and then up until 2010, we had the, M- the MP3 iPod era. Uh, 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 mm. And I think, actually, um, looking at it through technology is is probably um, the, the best way to do it, because now, if you think about the way uh, culture is disseminated, it is done, you know, amongst the people who will set the the sort of um cultural history of the future i.e the young people uh it is done via social media a social media context and maybe one of the reasons why you can't point to culture and say it's it's that thing there is maybe it's sort of less um physical and less visible and you know you are i mean if you think about 
cultural artifacts, you know, something like Game of Thrones, which has lasted sort of most of this decade, will probably be a, you know, a, a cultural reference. And it was a, um, you know, uh, that kind of TV box set television becoming uh, the primary vehicle for delivering cultural artifacts as opposed to film, which was, you know, kind of previously, certainly in, in the 80s and, and, and beforehand. Um, and, you know, I know you've previously done a, a podcast on memes. The whole idea of memes couldn't really, you know, the way they're distributed couldn't exist previously. And they'll, they'll be taken forward as, you know, cultural. Do you remember when we all used to do whatever it was? Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, maybe it's just a little bit more invisible. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I so I tried to take a data-driven approach to this where um, I thought, well, I'm going to try and mark out changiness right i'm going to look for indicators of changiness in society and, and, and try and identify where the boundaries are between different eras so i looked at um uh leadership so i, I only went from 1953 onwards so i don't have to worry about the change of monarch but uh so so looking at long particularly long-lived prime ministers uh so you've got your kind of uh you know Macmillan and wilson uh and uh you know and then uh, sort of wilson again callahan particularly thatcher um, but yeah, I did kind of looked at looked at the, when when we had a new PM, and then uh, using a thing called the music map, uh, new types of music that emerged, new new sort of whole genres of music. Um, again, that's going to be pretty subjective, but it's more objective than my own subjectivity. Uh, and a bunch of technological things. And the, what I was looking for was when did more than fifty percent of people in Britain uh, own a certain thing? So from uh, TV. Uh, fridge, washing machine, microwave, internet, mobile phone, smartphone, uh, home computer. Um, in fact, landline I had a look at as well, and and central heating, just as indicators of technology. And and I thought, well, I'm going to look see see where these boundaries are. Um, and oh, and it's also female labor labor participation. I took account of that as well. And I have to say, it really does not accord with my uh, intuition at all. Here, it doesn't accord with my psycho history, in that. Um, we basically have a big slew of changey things in the sort of uh, in 1960. So that makes sense. That bit holds up. We've got, you know, kind of um, a distinctive prime minister, uh, your TVs becoming a big thing, uh, the rise of rock music, obviously rock and pop and the Beatles and all of that. Uh, so that makes sense. But then the next big change era, early 70s, Okay, that makes sense so far. You've got loads of things here. You've got the rise of sort of, you know, the beginning of, of heavy metal. Mm. Um, uh, you, you've got the beginning of punk in the early 70s, um, as well as, uh, you know, the, the sort of Heath government. Um, and, uh, you know, a bunch of... So this was the era where, where um, uh, people owned microwaves and, and more than 50% of people got a landline and stuff. So that makes sense. But then there's nothing. There's nothing for the 80s at all. Right, there is no particularly distinctive changey era in the eighties, save of course from from Thatcher, which I don't is what I think. That's thinking. true, though. Well, it is. It's just that the things don't line up in a particular place. That's all. So we have electronic music, yeah. and um, and uh, a sort of you know new types of of rock music and pop music, um, and of course, but that's mid decade really. And then you've got Thatcher bookending the decade, yeah, seventy nine, and Reagan exactly. as well, 90. sort of eighty, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so I mean, there actually is not a particular point, and my uh, this actually, even though I think the eighties were very distinctive, 
Uh, it does accord with the feeling that I have that actually the mid 80s is probably more or less the middle of quite a profound era of change um uh in that in that i feel like if you look at photos of britain in the early 80s it's it looks a pretty, lot like the 70s yeah or the 50s <laughs> almost yeah. like the 50s what people yeah. wore what the men looked like and yeah. so on late 80s it looks like the modern day and people are using things like computers you know which are and and so uh and then really very little until the the sort of late 90s when there's a bunch of sort of technology things you've got tony blair so a bunch of things line up in the late 90s and then nothing so anyway my data-driven approach does give you the 60s i'll give you that yeah. doesn't it gives you the so it gives you the beginning of the 70s but it doesn't give you a really distinctive interesting period but in I, the 80s i wonder whether um by looking at change and when change happens that's that's maybe missing the point slightly you know if you look at sort of rock and roll rock and roll did become popular uh but it had um it had you know, it had precursors and it, and it emerged. And what happened was a lot of things aligned and uh, it it kind of reached its peak. And I, I think the 80s, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that in the 80s, American popular culture reached its zenith, right? You know, I mean, you... you but, but it wasn't as if kind of new genres of movie came out or there was particularly... Uh, you know, um, more different styles of pop music. It was just that that had all been bubbling along, and it reached a crescendo at that at that point. It was like it's like a golden era of yeah. all that American consumerism mm. and and so on, just being perfect before it disappeared off a yeah. You know, I, I think I think you've got it, Chris, and I think it's that cumulative thing of of whether it just be something in politics, like a, a defined a very strong definable leader. Um, for a long period of time, where it's fashion, certain, and they sort of all swell in a certain sort of uh, time and accumulate, and um, so it still can be distinct from another decade. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that's what yeah. it is. And, but by the way, just, I don't, I'm going to break the profoundometer uh, for a moment, which is, <laughs> as I was saying, I think the beginning of the 80s. Yeah, they look a bit like the late 70s, and and the late 80s start to look a bit like the 90s but anyway which is kind of what we're talking about. it's 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 less it's not so much about change yeah they merge yeah they yeah. blur yeah although i mean i don't know i i feel like the um the 60s was was very distinct you know in terms of people at the time going this is new and this is exciting and this is different and the 70s now i know this is not a primary source but um the uh in with Nell and I, which was made in the mid eighties and which was about nineteen sixty nine you know one of the characters danny the the sort of uh the the drug dealer is bemoaning the fact that the sixties is about to come to an end because it's all been kind of commercialized and ruined and i and 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 if you look at the quite distinct difference between you know if you look at what the top of the pops looked like in the early seventies there is no absolutely no way you're going to mistake that for the sixties you know it's a totally different type of thing so so i don't know i i i i i think that's the issue that for me that it's a lot of these decades aren't that blurry and i and i remember when the 80s ended and it really felt like you know something had come to a halt it i don't think it's right it's certainly psychologically they're not blurry even if when you look at the real life indicators it's quite hard to spot them um we're actually quite close to needing to finish uh i'm much surprised to see um i've got two questions for you Maybe a little bit similar. Uh, the first question is, and you, I think you've got to start in the 1910s because that's when we—that's pretty much when we're saying decades officially started, yeah, right? Right. Um, which is the best decade? That's the first question. Um, second, which decade would you most like to have lived in? 
um, at a probably at a certain age. Peter, do you want to start off? Uh, so I think I would have quite liked to have partied out in the 1920s. Okay, tell us why. Uh, I, I got a big, I got sort of a bit of a fascination. I, like, I love the the sort of the fashion and the uh, obviously I'd, I'd need to be a member of the elite. It wouldn't be any fun if you were just sort of um, living in a in a squalor somewhere. Um, yeah, no, part I, I love the 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 cultural artifacts from the the, the the Art Deco. Big fan of that as a sort of movement. Um, it was quite a sort of sexually liberated time sexually as well. Libera- yeah, sexually liberated. Uh, there was pots of cash around. Um, uh, it, it, everyone was just assuming that, that, that sort of war and everything had been solved and businesses optimistic were... decade yeah a very optimistic decade okay well i was and i don't know where i'd like to live i mean i, I uh, being an adult i suppose in the 1960s would be quite good fun being early 20s 30s and the 60s would be great fun okay seeing the cult seeing things change being part of that change uh again sort of the, the liberation of society and um, the, the sort of concept of equal rights really taking off. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That that yeah that that's all the things that actually happened in the seventies that everyone thinks happened in the sixties. But uh, all the best sixties music was made in the seventies. Anyway, kid. Sorry. Carry on. Uh, let's have um, Chris. So your your two answers. Uh, yeah. So the best the best decade. Um, interesting. There's there's a New York Times. Um, in, uh, a survey of uh, Americans about when they felt America was at its greatest. It was post the sort of, you know, Trump make America great again. And for Americans born in the 30s, 40s and 50s, uh, they said the 50s and it, on, in general. Uh, and for Americans born in the 60s and 70s, they said the 80s. Uh, and then it smattered around for people born mm-hmm. after that. So there was this sort of congregation around the 50s and the 80s for, for, Amer- for America. Um, uh, and it will be no surprise to you that I will pick the 80s as the decade, I think, that the, uh, was the, the best decade for reasons I've uh, uh, previously sort of uh, gone, this, on, gone on about. But ad- is this nostalgia, nausea. really, we're talking about? Um it's difficult to, to to say how you know objectively how high quality the the, the culture was. Yes, it's it's, not, it's it's probably largely nostalgic. I, I was five to fifteen in the eighties. Okay. So it was my formative time, and I'm very glad it was my formative time. I think the eighties, you know, um, definitely. They saw you right, uh, did they, Chris? They, yes, they did. They did. Um, in terms of the decade, I'd most like to have experienced. Um, I'm not uh, the one I'd really like to have seen. First hand is the is the 30s, I think. I just think the amount of cataclysmic activity that was going on, I think it would have been interesting just to have been there and see whether actually people were more interested in, you know, what they were having for tea that night than, you know, what was going on. This in, Austrian in, fellow with the yeah. moustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it would obviously been dreadful to, to, to live through for lots of people, but I think just to witness it, um, it's the most concentrated period of history i think we've got where we crammed the most in okay no nice uh nick so i discovered a uh, uh, yeah i discovered a thing called anamoya which is nostalgia for a time before you were born so the one i'm gonna pick uh for the one i'd like to go to is the 1900s to 1910 um which just seems to me like the it was the the it was the time i think you know you had you were entitled to feel as a british person 
as optimistic as you, you would anyone has ever felt since in that, you know, social and, you know, uh, social problems were beginning to be solved. There was this big growth of the middle class. People were richer than ever. You know, the world was globalizing. New technologies were coming along. Sanitation and medicine were improving. You had no inkling that there was this First World War and this Second World War just around the corner. People still wore nice clothes. Um, you know, the London suburbs were, were all, you know, the nice London suburbs were being built. It was, it was a great time. I'd love to go back there. But what do I think is the best decade? This one. And I've got data for that. <laughs> okay, like if you yeah. people, if you look at what people report, their level of happiness is, forget all the doom and gloom. Um, in, uh, 20, in the 2010s, People self-reported saying they're satisfied or very satisfied with life as is was was over over 90 percent in the UK. Um, and that is uh, considerably higher. It's about sort of five, 10 percentage points higher than it was um, 30, 40 years ago. Wow. So I is that I'm just what they for... posted on Instagram, though? Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, so I so I'm, I'm going for the, the decade we're living in now, because despite what everyone says, it is better to be alive now than really at any other time in history. Okay, so um, uh, my my turn. Um, as I often do with these, I'm going to slightly cheat. I, I I can't. I find it difficult to distinguish between the best and my best. So I'm going to take two for my best. But also location is very important. So uh, yeah, I um, I often feel I was born just slightly too late. The 70s, but very specifically. Uh, America disco in the six in the seventies in New York probably in Donna Summer yeah but I I just On love roller skates yeah, yeah. I, I all that I love disco music you might not know this but I love disco I, I agree love I love, to all disco. of that like the hustle and that kind of that, um, that I, there's something about that sound and the era which makes me yearn for that New York of the nineteen seventies the opening theme of Taxi is just about yeah. as nostalgic as I can get for a time. I w- did not experience myself, and and yeah, and I love the drama and the tension in disco music, and just also it was just pre-AIDS and and lots of well, AIDS was there, but we and, just didn't know. Yeah, about right, it, right. Yeah. So I think that would be great. I think that would be so much fun. Um, great fashion as well. That's one era. Another decade. Um, I think it would. We're probably talking about the 1950s in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro because mm. I often wondered what Rio would have been like pre um you know crime levels and poverty just going off the scale um but also pre dictatorship as well um and there was a kind sort of dictator but I think I think being a middle class person um or even mm. upper middle class in Rio in the 1950s you'd have had a pretty nice life a Rio pool party with uh you know some some um brazilian jazz on yeah. the on the turntable and uh, yeah, yeah, we're all in those nice clothes, brilliant modernist architecture. You know, I'm with you. Yeah, um, yeah. we do. Well, we've got a little bit of spare time because uh, I, and I, I think we need to answer the question, right? Mm. Which is, what is this decade going to be known for? Because that that is actually we haven't really done that. So I think just to finish off, we should all give sort of a prediction. You know, the thirty this supposed thirty year nostalgia cycle, sure. which. It's kind of backed up, actually, with um, with data. When you look at film remakes, Gone the Internet worked out that's about right. Um, people tend to remake films 30 years after they were made. Um, 
so uh you know and that's the sort of thing where you know in the 1970s and 80s people were looking back at the 50s and you know now we're looking back at the 80s well what are people going to look back and say oh yeah 2010s oh you know what i used to love about then that's why i want to go back to the 2010s well let's reverse the order of what we just answered i was gonna say what we enjoyed i don't know but i just think i'm slightly pessimistic i think it will be politically it will be known for sort of just when slightly bizarre populist sort of stuff happened with trump and brexit and that kind of thing um but also just um you know will, will people look back at social media had exploded or it was a golden age of social media good because who when we look back at the 2010s my god it was actually quite good or i think those sort of two things um that's my sort of uh thoughts chris uh, yeah, I think I think it will be about a certain amount of uh, naivety in the use of of technology. So I think we've just been given this technology, and we're using it like idiots at the moment. And I think people will look back on it, and they'll have adapted and use it in a much more sensible way in the future. And they'll look back and say, "Do you remember when they first got you know smartphones and they all did that?" The sort of the uh, ninth, the two thousand thirty equivalent of fallout won't be about nuclear war it'll be about people waking up to the fact that they're using social media badly nick yeah i mean i think that i think there's it's hard to dispute that actually culturally uh i think the mo i like I, here's my optimistic vision of the future is we'll look back and go oh do you remember in the 2010s like you couldn't walk down the street without everyone being on their phones all the time and people will look back and laugh at that uh, like we do, you know, absurd fashion excesses of the 80s. Hopefully people will look back and go, oh, wasn't it ridiculous? Do you remember when people used to, like we say, drink and drive in the 70s? Do you remember when people used to use their phones while driving? Do you remember like you kids would, you know, kids would just sit there on their phones rather than doing whatever we're doing now, mm. which I hope isn't everyone sitting around looking at their phones. <laughs> so that that's my optimistic vision for what the 2010s will be known for the era of the era where people were glued to their phones yeah, yeah. yeah. so i think uh in about 20 years time we'll look we'll, or 30 years time we'll look back on this decade in the movies in the same way we look back at the 30s and the 90s now and all the sort of endless action movies but this this decade will be known for its for the marvel and stan lee movies all the all the endless superhero movies and uh, special powers where people have special powers movies mm. uh, and uh, but I think people will look back with fondness about that the, the, mm. a lot of them. You, you know what people will do like they say the 50s all those uh, horror films of the 50s were all about the Cold War people will look back and they go they made all these superhero films people must have been feeling very powerless and you know out of control which is why they fantasised about um, about being superheroes it'll be interesting when we're all gathered again um um in 2049 and looking back on this and yeah. going, yeah wow you know we were spot on as we always have been in, yeah. in in the cognitive engineering podcast okay on that note we'll wind up um thank you as always for listening i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with peter coghill nick Hare, and chris rag of Aleph insights until next time goodbye mm-hmm.